brand new week of Cycle Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown, your host. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. And uh, another pretty cool show lined up for you. Uh, I chat to Jay Thompson from Team Empty in Quebec. He landed back in the country a week ago. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought it'd be off season. Turns out it's not. He's training for the Tour of Rwanda. I uh, had a really cool chat with Jay this week. And then also found out uh, about a brand new road stage race called the Tour of Stellenbosch that's coming up in just a couple of weeks' time. I touch base uh, with Eric Kleinhans to find out more about that one as well. Before we get into this week's show, uh, I mentioned it last week, our Momentum 94.7 Cycle Challenge charity wager. There is a few names on that list. We need a lot more and I need your help in order uh, to give some bucks to a charity and it could be a charity of your choice if you want to find out more about it if you're riding the momentum 94.7 cycle challenge anyway uh, all you need to do is go over to cycletalksa.co.za forward slash charity uh, it's for a bit of fun all i need you to do is predict your finishing time put a hundred bucks into the pot and choose a charity of your choice if you're the person that comes closest to predicting your finishing time you'll win the entire pot for the charity of your choice uh We've done it for a couple of races. We've done it for the Comrades Marathon this year. We did it for uh, Ironman South Africa and got a good few thousand bucks uh, to a charity, and it could be yours. So what you need to do is head over to that website. It's www.cycletalksa.co.za forward slash charity, and just pop your details on that list. Uh, and, yeah, who knows? You could be winning some money for a well-deserved charity. So without further ado, let's get straight into this week's show. As always, if you'd like to be in touch in the meantime, at cycletalk essay on twitter you can also email us podcast at cycletalksa.co.za let's kick things off with jay thompson chatting to jay thompson uh this week on the show and uh jay's uh, just arrived back in south africa after a pretty successful season with team mtn quebecer uh, on the European circuit and uh, touch base with Jay earlier this morning. He was back on the bicycle. I thought, oh, it's off season. He'll be chilling, but no, still riding. Jay, welcome onto the show. Thanks for, for chatting to us today. Oh, thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's good to be back home. Jay, I, I touched base with you this morning just to, to sort of uh, see if it would uh, be possible to chat. And, and I was quite surprised to hear you on the bike, but you, you've got a race coming up in a couple of weeks that you're still sort of ticking over for. Tell us about uh, the Tour of Rwanda and what, what you're looking forward to. Well, uh, look, we've got Rwanda that starts on the 17th of November to the 24th. We are keeping the legs turning over, you know, so we don't go there and, you know, suffer too badly, but yeah, it's, uh, should be quite an interesting one. It's eight days, I think just short of 900 k's for eight days and one day, you know, only a little 4k prologue, so it shouldn't be too wild, but yeah, you can't expect it to be easier, you know, Africa's becoming a lot of more of an emerging racing place to go. So you don't want to go there as a, you know, as cutting potter. You want to go there and win races and do stuff. So obviously, us as MTN Quebec, we've got a, a plan to step and go there and try and put something together. Great. Joe, we'll chat about cycling in Africa in just a moment. But uh, you mentioned uh, just before we started recording that uh, it's just so lucky to be home, and there's, there's something about Africa. I mean, you've been gone for a while now. It must be must be good to sort of be in, in familiar surroundings again. Yeah, oh, there is something about Africa. You know, when you just when you land in the airport at Oakland, you just you know you can feel you're home. I don't know. Maybe it is just because it's home that feels so good. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's African fun that just makes it. Just feel good to be home. 
Jay, let, let's talk about uh, the season you've had personally with with MTN Quebec. I mean, what what would you how how would you sum it up? I mean, as as far as your cycling career goes, would 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 you say it's been the best season you've had so far? Oh, to the roller coaster for me. Um, you know, it started out with a bang. I couldn't have asked for a better start for the season. You know, checking in with individual time trial essays and then winning the road race. You know, that you can't ask for a better start. You know, I couldn't have made a better script for myself and and then went over to Europe and just one after another I just got sick and you know battled with health problems probably for about six months. I don't know if I was just too skinny going over to Lean or you know the weather was just that terrible and the beginning of the year when we arrived over there, you know, my body took a beating going over and I just yeah, I battled for a while but then you know they could still be there and you know you're there but you're not doing what you really want to do so from the perspective of my season I think it was pretty mediocre to too bad besides the start you know and and then the end I started going around but you know in the middle I was you know very disappointed with the way my season went because of all the illnesses and stuff that I went through but you know I can't complain I'm still still on my back and I'm still loving it and I keep on going and keep on doing what I've been doing and hopefully one day it pays off and I have a better season next year and you know, just to repay the team for what they've done, put their trust in me, you know, you always want to give back to the team. That's probably one of the, the one of the things that, that's really tough. I mean, you say you're still loving what you're doing and, and, and I, it's probably the same for any professional sports person that as soon as it starts feeling like work and, and you don't really feel like doing, that's probably time to, to, to pack it in. No, I think so. You know, I always think like the day I wake up and I don't want to get on my bike, that's the day I start deciding what I'm going to do after, you know, what am I going to do after riding? Because, you know, that's when you actually, when you wake up and you just deep down inside, you just like really, really, really don't want to get on your bike. I know we all go through those days where you don't want to ride because it's raining outside or whatever, but you still, you know, you still love it. But the day that love disappears, you know, then that's, I suppose, the day you stop and, we all hope that it never comes, but yeah, <laughs> we just hope that it you know stays away longer than than what you expect. Jay, you, you mentioned it, it. It was, I mean, you used the word mediocre season for you. I mean, it started off great, but as as far as the team goes, I mean, for Team MT in Quebec, it's been it's been a groundbreaking year and 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 exciting. I mean, there's it's been a great year and, and looking ahead to next year. But this past year has been been phenomenal for the team. Oh, this, you know what. Somebody had written down what we have done this year as a team and said to me in January, this is what's going to happen. I would have said, I would have, I would have probably laughed. I would have said, no way. You know, I've raced over there already and I've seen what it's like and I know, I know what it's like over there. And I'm like, you know, for a new team, young team to do what we did this year was incredible. You know, you know, just the way it started with Gerald winning in, uh, I think it was the three days of West London and then just going from there to Milan San Remo podium in Torino Dredico, you know, and just the phenomenal season we had with Sergio winning stages in, uh, and leading the overall at Swill Portugal. It's just, you know, the team, I think just we had a breakout season. So to go forward, I think it's just, you know, we can just keep on going and keep on trying what we've been doing and I'm sure it's going to carry on working. You can't. Obviously, you know, we all want to have better, better, better seasons, but to have a season better than what we've just had is, it's going to be harder, but, you know, maybe we can have it better in a different way. 
Uh, let's look ahead to, to 2014. I mean, you talk about having it better in a different way. Next year is going to be tough. There's no two ways about it. I spoke to, to Douglas Ryder, uh, team principal of, of, of the team, probably about a month, six weeks ago. And he was talking about sort of the long-term plans and, and, and where he sees the team going and, and where it's come from and the opportunities that were afforded to MTN Quebec and, and, and some of the opportunities that were, were, were offered and, and were turned down with, with regards to, to riding in, in the big tours this year. And, and Douglas was saying he wanted to make sure that this young team was ready when the opportunity actually came and they wanted to be there on merit and not just because they, they've got a cool story. So, I mean, next year is going to be a big year. There's there's talk of of you guys riding Grand Tours next year. Do you think this year the groundwork that was laid in 2013 is going to stand you guys well for 2014? Yes, definitely. You know, look, um, as you say, you know, you spoke to Doug and with all those things, I think it was uh, <clears throat> it was wise not to do any of the Grand Tours this year. I think we were a young team. We were. We are still, you know, you have to find your feet in Europe. You can't just go in there and go, bang, okay, now we're going to race with the best in the world and just keep on competing. So, you know, I think this year what we've done, we've really set the foundation for the next couple of years and where this team's going to go and how how far it can actually go, you know. Um, yeah, I think I honestly really and truly believe that next year if we do get a Grand Tour start, we're not going to just be the guys that are just there to hang on to finish the race. You know, we've got guys that are challenging to win stages. And maybe not with the GT just yet, but at the, in that same breath, I'll say, you know, uh, Linus Gediman is also showing that he's a great tour rider and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, now we maybe have with him and Sergio a chance, and also with the likes of Jacques Antoinette, and Dennis Vinicke, we've got great time with it. And obviously, our Phenomenal little timer, Louis Mankiewicz. You know, you can't count him out as, a, as doing something at a grand tour. You, know, you can't put pressure on him to win it, but to go and do a good result or do something in shaping the mountain stages, I think it's possible that if you had to take a team there next year, we wouldn't just be hanging on just to finish, you know. That's a like a like a sort of feeling to to have that knowing that you you're going there not to make up the numbers but you you're going to have a shot at at the odd stage and and possibly threatening some of some of the big names in world cycling today which is which is pretty exciting and at, when we when we started chatting you mentioned cycling in Africa Team MT in Quebec has got an got an amazing story I mean just when I think about it I, I get goosebumps uh, of of what the sort of vision was when the team started and and what it's achieving on on the African continent and and just pr- sort of putting belief into people that, that African cycling belongs on the world stage and we can dominate the world stage. It must be pretty cool to be to be part of that story, Jay. I mean, yeah, when you talk about it, I said, yeah, and I get goosebumps because you know, that's the main reason why I signed up to the team and came back to this because just, just the story alone and where we're going and what we want to achieve, I just, I just believe it's possible, you know, how can Africa have the best runners in the world and not be able to transfer that onto a, onto a bicycle? And I really believe that we, we as Africa haven't even tapped into what's to come. You know, it might not happen in my lifetime, but I think in the next 15, 20 years, yeah, I really believe that we're going to have a guy that's true, because you know, is a true, true born African, but you know, I think we're going to have an African that's an you know, it's still an African that's going to win a, a grand tour. As I say, it might not happen in the next five years. It might. You never know. You know, uh, we've got some super talented riders. We just need to 
you know, with NTN, we're looking after him, which is exactly what needs to be done. And, you know, that's the hardest part because, you know, when we come from Africa, it's a lot easier, a lot harder for us to adjust to the cultures and the, you know, the weather and the racing and the roads and everything. It is really difficult. So, you know, you just have to keep, we just have to keep persevering and looking after the guys that show the promise. Even the ones that don't, you know, they might have it, they just need to unlock it in them. And I believe that Africa is definitely, you know, with Chris, Raynard, Daryl, Robert, you know, they, they've all shown that we, we've got guys that can do it. We just need to stick at it and keep holding teams, you know, what MTN's doing this year. You couldn't ask for a better stepping stone for Africa right now, you know. The other, you know, if I could ask anything from the rest of Africa, it would be following our footsteps, you know, get another team going, even if it's another one year from South Africa. Let's build, you know, let's build on this. We've got enough UCI races running through our African continent. Why can't we have more UCI African teams? There must be money somewhere. Somebody willing to do it. Somebody to run it up. You know, you just need somebody as passionate as Doug and you aim for a way. Yeah, Jay, um, you, you mentioned those big names. You mentioned Chris Froome, Robbie Hunter, Daryl Impey. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a youngster on your team who you mentioned earlier on, Louis Mankies, who won silver at the, at the under-23 world champs. I mean, there's just so much belief as far as African cycling goes. And it was guys like, like Robbie Hunter, who's been around for, for a while now and has just hung up his wheels this year. But, but you look at a performance like Chris Froome's at the Tour this year and, and Daryl Impey being in yellow, it just sort of really makes the youngsters believe that, you know what, we belong here and we can win. No, exactly. And you know what, I've, I've got the most respect for Robert Hunter, you know. The way he, he, he did it the hardest way out of all of us, you know. He had to go and suffer through the, the hardships and the hard times and when cycling was at its worst. And you know, he carried on and he persevered and he made a name for himself. As it's just, for me, it's really sad to see him hang up with Seville because I think he's still got another, at least another year or two of good racing left in him. But, I'm also happy in the same day to say that he's still going to be involved in cycling to see him around. And, you know, he, you know, I trained with him a lot when I was young, when we were both in South Africa. So, you know, I'm, miss, I'm going to miss my training partner out here, but yeah, I think he really, with Robert, I think he's really set up a lot of a, uh, opened a lot of doors for us as South Africans as well, you know, and then Daryl just started making the doors bigger. And now Rainy, Putting his foot in there and opening another bit of it. Chris Broom, you know, even though he is British, they say he's British, he's born in Kenya and lives here in Joburg. So, you know, we all know that it's possible. We know all the, that it's, that it has to be, you know, you can do it. And then when you see those guys doing it, it gives you more belief. And I think that's where Douglas has just really done a great thing for us. Is setting this team up is just, yeah, words can't describe how much you've that. Actually, it's going to mean for Africa in, in the long run. Jay, it's almost, I mean, I hear you talking about those guys and, and the way it started, and now all of a sudden there's more and more and more guys coming through. It's almost like South African golf. If you think back to South African golf a few years ago, uh, it was it was Ernie Els, and, and, and perhaps Retief Khoisan every now and again was, was doing well. And then all of a sudden, a couple more youngsters came through, Trevor Immerman, that sort of thing, and and now there's a whole bunch of young young South Africans on on the tour who are performing well week after week after week, and cycling's on that same sort of curve where there were a few guys that that started doing well, 
now all of a sudden there's just more and more. And it's not just from a South African perspective, it's from an African perspective, which is really exciting. But let's talk about you personally and, and, and your sort of cycling journey and how it all started. You're a, you're a Krugersdorp boy. You, you went to school at, uh, out in Krugersdorp High and not, not traditionally a, a, a big sporting school. But there have been a couple of big sporting names that have come out of that school. I mean, Jock Green was there when I was there. And, and I mean, he rode professionally. He's now a professional trail runner, but he's been around for a long time. You're, you're from there. Tell us how you got into the sport. No, oh, uh, it's actually quite a funny story. I never wanted to actually ride a bike. So, probably spent at nine, end of spend at nine, beginning of the trip. Uh, my brother got me out on a mountain bike, and I hated every second of it. Uh, I went into the Mount Bike race around the first monument, I don't even know what it was, and I had blisters in my hands and rode a mountain bike that had no shocks and just rode in normal khakis and shorts. You know, everything was hurting and I hated it. And I decided, no, never again, I will not touch, I will carry on playing rugby and water polo and doing all my, you know, my sports on that side. And then, yeah, I must say, midway through my trick, my brother conned me again and got me onto a road bike and I don't know. It was a bug that day. It must have been flying around biting people because that's key. And I stopped training a little bit more and landed up doing the junior tour that year and got second to John Lee or third to John Lee on the, the prologue in the, on the, the junior tour. And I think I finished fourth or fifth overall. And after not even training, just a rugby player, 90 odd kilos coming in and being a, a cyclist, it was a big change. But from then I've never looked back. Um, I've had a lot of uh, ups and downs as my career, can, I can say, has gone. But, you know, what I've had, for me, it's been a phenomenal experience. And I think cycling teach you, teaches you a lot about life. You know, you learn you learn the ups and downs of life at a young age and you learn that certain things are out of your control. And you just have to keep on persevering, you know. If you want to want to be something, you have to keep on going. You can't just give up. And well, I think cycling taught me that big time. Uh, you know, as I say, I love the sport and I'd never look back and then, yeah. Brilliant. And, and Jay, as, as far as sort of ambitions and that, that you've still got in the sport, I mean, you've been around, you, you're still one of the youngsters, but you've been around for, for a while. You've, you've done a, a good few seasons. Well, what's next on the cards for you? I mean, what, if, if all your wildest cycling dreams had to come true, what would you want to happen? Yeah, of course. You know, it's something, you know, that's, they ask me that same question and you always think about it and for me I've done I've done a lot and I really really can't complain about what my my career has been like I've travelled the world I've done some amazing races I've been at the World Champs a couple of times and you know I've won a few good races and if I have to look forward and say to myself okay this is what I really 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 would love to get to be you know to win a classic obviously you know obviously everybody would love to win one of the major big races and for me I'd love to I would to put my hands up going over the line as one of the biggest races in the world I'd love to ride the Champs-Élysées and say I'm finishing the Tour de France or riding to Milan or riding to <laughs> finishing Spain uh, I can't even think of it right now but yeah for me, if I could just get to do one of the Grand Tours and actually race it, you know, give it a go one stage and, you know, pick my days where I can be good because I know I'll never win it. But if I could just do that in my career in the next five, five years or how long I've got left, I would really, really be happy, you know. I would 
my my cycling career would be fulfilled. <laughs> Brilliant. And then just talk us through through the off-season sort of now. You, you're back from Europe. You've got the Tour of Rwanda coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then what what does the next few months look like for you before you guys head back to, to Europe in 2014? Yeah, look, uh, now it's just, you know, it's a bit of build time, but then, you know, also still concentrating on Tour of Rwanda. I'll come back from that, take a little bit of downtime. We have training, team training camp. And then after that, you know, I'll look forward to I'll obviously see what races we get and I'll know that more at training camp. Then I can start preparing on what things, but you know, I'm pretty sure that I'll get over there for the early tactics in February and really start, you know, get, get stuck in a bit earlier this year than last year. So last year I only got over in the middle of, I think around the 7th or 8th of March. So you miss a couple of the beginning classics and you're not so used to the cold. So I'd like to get over a bit earlier this year to get used to that, that cold weather. And so yeah, um, my plan is obviously still a very broad one and when I want to be really great. But obviously if we do get the Giro, you know, that would be my wild dream to be on the start line there next year. So. Uh, obviously, we have to wait to see for that, but I can build, you know, I'd love to be able to use the classics and the spring races to build up towards being good for the Giro. Awesome. Jay Thompson, it's been a, an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I look forward to seeing you out in the cradle over the next couple of months, just doing a, a bit of base work. Uh, be looking out for you. It's, it's always awesome seeing the guys uh, back from Europe and doing some, some riding out there as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely chat again soon and, and all the best for, for the, the coming years. Yeah, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Good to be on the show. We've got some amazing, amazing races in this country, and uh, there's lots of multi-day stage races in the mountain biking fraternity. Not many in the road cycling uh, sort of scene, but there is one that's on the calendar, uh, and it looks pretty exciting, and it's great to have uh, Eric Kleinans from the Tour of Stellenbosch on the show this week. Eric, thanks for joining us, and I uh, appreciate your time, mate. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Eric, tell me a little bit about the Tour of Stellenbosch. It sounds fantastic. I mean, Stellenbosch is, is such a beautiful part of the country. There's great roads. Uh, never mind the trails. I mentioned the mountain biking, but there's some great roads out in that part of the world. Tell us a little bit about the tour and, and, and how it's going to be made up. Well, I think, like you all know, Stellenbosch is quite a big um, cycling venue or town. So I think it's the perfect place to, to host a, a road stage race. I mean, we've got a lot of mountain bike races in this area, but the one thing we really lack is a good road stage race so first of all i think the venue is fantastic for something like this yeah and then we we're doing this with we, we got the sponsor Chaz everett who was very keen on getting involved and in organizing something like this and they support a charity with the name of the give me a chance foundation so it actually all fitted in fantastic and we got great partners with us so yeah and then cycling rsa which organized a lot of road races in in the western cape in the Boerland area lately they they involved with organizing it and they've got a very good track record so with with them organizing it and you know good financial backing i think the event will be fantastic sounds sounds cool talk me through the three days uh what's what's on the cards well the first day is a relatively um flat stage a little bit roly like the Boerland is but uh, it's most likely going to be a sprinter strongman finish. So it's about 110 kilometers, and it's just through the winelands around Stellenbosch, and it finishes at uh, the Lepomia Wine Estate at the backside of Elswichte. Um, the second day, we do three laps, which goes around the Simonsberg, which is a very famous mountain um, close to Stellenbosch. 
Um, it's also hilly, but it goes over the Ellsworth Pass three times. And on the third time that you go up the pass, you'll finish at the top at the Luvia Wine Estate, which is also a venue partner of the event. And then the last day is a, um, about a 20k time trial, which starts the very newly built Bergrafir Dam, and it also finishes at the Lepomia Wine Estate. So it's um, end of the season. We know we don't, we're not going to have very long stages, so it's quite intermediate, but it's definitely going to be exciting racing and the, the courses are, are made for you know not like a bit more aggressive riding so i think it's going to be very good Tia, it sounds it sounds amazing uh, you talk about the whiny states uh, for someone and and the mountains hell's work it sounds for, for someone from joburg it sounds terrible man i don't know how you guys live down there it sounds horrible <laughs> yeah well you know, i also think so but no it's, i think it's <laughs> I think the venues here, and I mean, especially with the Cape having so much rain lately, I mean, I'm sure the sun is going to stick his nose out soon. I mean, it's been showing it a lot now lately. But it's so green and beautiful in the Cape that I think it's going to be, you know, perfect for a, a road stage tour. Eric, when is this all happening, eh? It's happening between the double century and the Burger Fitz tour. So it's on the 26th or the 28th of November. So it could actually be... In the same time, Stellenbosch is busy planning a, a, a bike week, something like the Sea Otter Classic and the Rock de Zero that you have in, in France. So Stellenbosch is planning with a few event organizers, they're planning a whole big bike festival for a week long. And um, it's only going to happen next year, but we, a few of the events are getting together to organize something a little bit smaller this year already. So there will be a road tour and also the Origins of Trails, the new mountain bike event, as well as you know, Burger, which also will most likely fall part of this whole bike week in Stellenbosch. See, it sounds it sounds awesome, and there's so many cool things happening down there, Eric. I'm I'm uber uber jealous. And as far as riding, are, are there still entries? Can people still get in touch with you? Yeah, they're more than welcome. Our website is called um, Stellenboschcycling.co.za, so it's quite simple. Um, entries will still be open until right up to the event, so people are welcome to speak to us. We also have partners in the Bangkok Valley with accommodation that can. You know, that can maybe help. It's, it's very good quality accommodation, but we could maybe help with discounted, you know, beds. So guys are very welcome to speak to me and, yeah, we'll put them in touch with whatever they need. That sounds that sounds awesome. And it's not just elite guys. I mean, anybody can come and do this. They've got to have some level of fitness, obviously, to be able to ride three straight days. And that second day sounds quite quite tough. So, so they've got to have some fitness, but uh, it, it's pretty much open to anyone. Yeah, as long as you have a CSA license, you're welcome to come and ride. I mean, it is a race. It's not just a fun ride. So you must have a relatively good fitness. And then there will be junior category, elite category, sub-vets and, and, you know, 40-plus veterans. Um, most likely, depending on the amount of riders that enter, it will be all in, in one bunch. And then, you know, you'll just get your prize for the different categories. But if there is a big demand for the vets, then most likely we will we will split the elites from the vets. But it all depends on numbers for the first year. All right, cool. Well, it is a brand new race. And if you are thinking about doing it, uh, I'd suggest sort out accommodation and entries in that now because there's only a few weeks to go. Eric Clanons, it sounds awesome, man. Uh, I'd, I'd love to hear how it goes and, and maybe touch base afterwards just to find out uh, sort of exactly how it went and, and, and what you guys have learned out of it and perhaps uh, what you can change or improve for, for 2014. Yeah, I'm welcome to share that with you. Brilliant. Eric Clanons, thank you so, so much. What I'll do as well is I'll put uh, the link to that website on, on our website. So if uh, people want to find out more and if uh, perhaps they want to enter, they can just link straight through from the show notes uh, to this episode. Eric, thanks a lot. Appreciate your time, mate. Hey, thank you very much.
And that's a wrap for this week's show. Thanks a lot to Jay and to Eric uh, for letting us know what's happening uh, in their world of cycling. Uh, this week, look forward to next week's show. Uh, it should be pretty interesting. I've got a guest lined up. We haven't done the interview yet, but I'm hoping that it comes through. And it's going to be a fascinating chat on doping. Uh, someone who was uh, caught doping, uh, received a ban for it on the professional circuit. Uh, and yeah, we're going to get him to come totally clean, find out exactly what happened, uh, how it happens, what happens. So yeah, it's all coming up on next week's episode of Cycle Talk SA. Really looking forward to that one. So make sure you check out the website. Uh, and the easiest way to, to get the podcast is just to subscribe to it on iTunes. The link is on cycletalksa.co.za. You'll see on the right-hand side, just click on subscribe on iTunes. It's free, and uh, the podcast will get sent to whatever device you're using, whether it's an Apple iPad, an iPod. You don't even need an Apple. Uh, if you've got a PC and you want to download it straight to your PC, just get uh, iTunes on your computer uh, and subscribe to it through iTunes. It's as simple as that. While you're doing that, though, if I could ask you a massive favor, if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a star rating and a review. We've got quite a few this week. I said last week we'd read out a few names. I'll tell you what, I'll save it for next week. So uh, if you can, just leave us a star rating and, uh, and a review and let us know what you think of the podcast. What that does is it helps other people find Cycle Talk SA on the platform and uh, just spreads the words of cycling here in South Africa. So from myself, Brad Brown, as always, tweet us at Cycle Talk SA, Facebook us. Uh, you can get to facebook.com forward slash Cycle Talk SA or alternatively just pop me an email, podcast at cycletalksa.co.za. Until next week, have yourself a great one. We'll chat soon. Cheers.